Welcome to the Community Karma Podcast with Aaron Jones and Carrie Hill. Join in as they discuss building community, branding, and how any business can benefit from a holistic approach to growth. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Community Karma Podcast. We are so excited to kind of delve into the meat and potatoes with you guys today. And we're, we're, super stoked over the title we came up with today's episode, which is, if you want to be awesome, don't be awful. Um, And there's a few things in the news right now that are kind of playing on both sides of that topic. And Aaron and I kind of wanted to, you know, take advantage of what's in the news to kind of talk about the lessons we learn from um, bad examples and good examples. So you could almost say this is an episode full of, um, kudos and catastrophes, right, Erin? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, karma, the whole reason we picked this title, aside from, you know, borrowing it from Mary's coining of it, is karma kind of embodies the result of all of your actions and what happens when you create those actions and how it, it kind of snowballs into becoming who you are. And I feel mm-hmm. like today's examples really are a good example of your actions becoming your brand. Right. For sure. You know, back in the day, um, the old ad men used to say, use that P.T. Barnum quote, no publicity is bad publicity. But I don't think that's the case anymore. Um, You know, we were talking before we started recording about how, you know, it used to be one thing bad happened, it got published in the newspaper, and then it went away, right? So it didn't have like this lasting impact on your brand. And especially because, you know, pre-AP or even post-AP, things didn't get reported as widely. So it may be bad in Chicago, but New York and San Francisco know nothing about it, right? Exactly. And then social media, you know, Mm -hmm. following the AP trend compounded that even more by not only giving the little guy a voice, but providing a platform for people to find information where before companies really got to cherry pick what their audience learned about them. Absolutely. And so now if something bad comes out, it's not just one person having one bad experience that gets reported on. Then you have the social media effect where everybody piles on, where 50 or 100 other people say, oh my God, the same thing happened to me. And here's the details. And uh, and pretty soon that starts building this brand image of a company that does not care about its customers. So I think we, we need to throw away that no publicity is bad publicity um, kind of mantra that's been in advertising for so many years and, and really think about um, how to be awesome and how to treat our customers like our friends and our partners and to help them understand why we do things and why, you know, how we we're awesome and how we take care of our community, whether it's virtual or local and a really great example. So last night in Dallas, I guess there were a lot of tornadoes, bad storm damage. And this morning, um, the Alamo draft house, um, movie theaters, I guess they are. I haven't been to one. Um, they're really cool. They're, they're movie theaters that have tables and chairs so you can have a beer and get a meal kind of set up more like a, an entertainment club, like a comedy club or a venue. But you see like new release movies there. Yep. Gotcha. So they um, posted on Facebook this morning saying that their locations in a few locations in North Dallas area, Lake Highlands, Las Colinas and Richardson, um, were going to offer free movie tickets 
to Maleficent and the Adams Family. So kid to mid kid movies, right? Um, for anybody who wanted to come in and just kind of take some time out, maybe um, you don't you don't have a, a, a home, or maybe you've got a bunch of damage and you've got insurance people or you know people cleaning up the place and the kids are driving you crazy because all the schools are closed because they don't have power right now. Um, I think it's a great way of kind of putting something out into the community and you know getting something back that goodwill. This this is what community karma is all about: building that community karma. Um, and what do you think? You know, um, what do you think it would cost them to do something like this? Honestly, I minimal in the big picture, right? Absolutely, and they're going to earn they're building a community. You know, this is right. a big chain going into a local community and saying, hey, we are here, we are you, and we are here for you by, you know, providing, they've also put out an offer for people to bring in their phones or their laptops and charge them in the lobby. So again, minimal cost for them. But if someone has a work deadline, or like you said, just wants to escape for a little while, they can come in, recharge themselves, recharge their devices, you know, get a snack and just escape for a little while and the long-term value of this i think is is relatively invaluable the community is going to remember this for a yep. long time um, when they're picking the next place to go to a movie or you know some of these theaters even offer um you know companies can rent out the theaters for days for company presentations and they're going to stay top of mind with this community because they earned it and I, I just, you know, where we're from that, I love that. I absolutely love that they're doing this. I think it's great too. And I think that, the, you know, the benefit is, yeah, maybe, you know, a hundred people go in and take them up on those free movie tickets. But how many people saw this? How many, you know, I actually learned about it. My nephew lives in North Dallas and he retweeted it from the Alamo Draft House's Facebook page. That's how I found out about it. And so how many people, regardless of how many people take advantage of it, how many people are going to hear about it? And just them hearing about it isn't costing Alamo Draft House any money at all, right? It's not part of the, quote, campaign, unquote, cost. But um, the goodwill you earn by even just making the offer is immense, in my opinion. I think it's a great, a great outreach, a great opportunity. They do post um, that, you know, they're... They've put out a call for the staff that are able to come in, to come in, please, and work um, if they can. You know, some of them might not be able to come in and work. And, but then they said to set the expectation, please be aware that the service might be a little bit slower than you're accustomed to. So, you know, they're saying, hey, come in for free stuff. We're going to do our best to take care of you. It might be a little bit slower than you're used to. So they've set an expectation They've given something with that expectation and they're going to reap the benefits for this down the road quite a bit, just in that karma that's going to come back to them, right? Without a doubt. And the other thing that they did is they implied that they're taking really good care of their staff throughout this as well. Mm -hmm. You know, by saying we've put the call out to our staff that are willing and able to come in today. For sure. That, that implies that they didn't say get your butts into work right now. We've got some community engagement to put on. They said, Hey, anybody okay you know we want to do this for the community so they've kind of closed the loop there in showing that they are a family internally but then that they want to be perceived as a family to their local community now 
I don't live in Dallas. I'm not anywhere near Dallas, but we do have an Alamo draft house in the Denver area. And this has absolutely put them on my radar. So, you know, like you said, how many people across the country are going, Hey, loved how your Dallas location was taking care of their people. I would be happy to know that that might happen where I'm at. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't know if they're franchised or corporate run or what we just know that, you know, they have multiple locations, but this is not just creating goodwill in Dallas. This is creating goodwill. It's also raising awareness in locations outside of Dallas, where if I'm following Alamo Draft House and I see this, I may go, hey, maybe I can help out. What should I, you know, maybe I should look yeah. into this a little bit more. So there could be some really far-reaching effects of this that they may not even intended. Um, but again, it's boosting that goodwill. And this is one of those things that's kind of contagious. So now maybe the bagel shop down the street will go, Hey, pop in for a coffee after your movie. We'll we'll take care of you. And mm-hmm. it's just it's such a great way to make people not only feel connected and involved, but remembered. You know, they're having right. probably a pretty crappy day. And even if their house wasn't affected, they may just want to escape for a little while. And I think that this is a great way to do it without a lot of pressure. I I agree one hundred percent. I think that there's so much benefit to come this out of this and so little detriment. And this kind of feeds into the whole having a plan, right? So uh, I, it may have happened very organically, but I kind of think maybe Alamo Draft House had a kind of a, hey, if something bad happens, here are some things we can do, right? Plan of some sort. I hope so. (laughs) It, It maybe, maybe not. But there is something to be said for you as a brand having something prepared in case something happens. You know, Tony Wright, who who you know quite well, Aaron, taught, he was part of the PR department for American Airlines, I believe, on 9-11. And he said that, that the best thing that they had in place was a plan, right? So, Absolutely. I mean, it was a terrible, awful tra- tragedy, but they kind of had a plan as to what to do if something terrible happens. And I think that, you know, that's a huge scale, right? But I think on a small scale, if you have just a brainstormed list of, okay, if something bad happens in our communities, here are the various ways we can help. If we're a restaurant, maybe we can give away some meals. If we're a store, maybe we can donate some water bottles and some cleanup supplies. Or, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can capitalize to help your community put that karma out there to get that good stuff back, back at you. So, you know, that's, that's our tip. Have a plan, right? (laughs) For sure. And, and not only have a plan, but have it designed in a way that you can take action quickly, even if it's Mm -hmm. not massive action, be ready to jump and say, Hey, we are here. We're ready to help out. You know, any brand can do this. You don't have to be in the service industry. There are, are millions of ways, you know, this might be a great thing that we can discuss on our in our Facebook group of, hey, here's what I do. This is what my brand does. What are some some things that I could plan out that aren't going to break the bank? Because oftentimes, you know, Carrie, we both work with everything from small business to corporations. And a lot of small businesses get hung up on the budgeting. But the problem they don't have that large businesses have is they don't have that red tape. So right. they can make a decision and execute on it very quickly. So if they have a plan and are able to be that nimble, there, there are many opportunities here to not only instill goodwill in your community, but also to help out in times of crisis. Right. And so, you know, then there's the checklist of what do you do? So you have a plan. You think of a few things you can do, even if it's donating a couple cases of water. Let's be honest. Every little 
tiny bit can help in 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 disaster or a, a crisis or whatever, right? So you're a small mom and pop store. Um, there's a house fire, let's say, right um, up the street from you, and you grab a couple cases of water, throw them in your car, run up there, and start handing them out to people who are on the scene. Snap a couple pictures with your iPhone. Nothing distasteful. Don't put people's faces in it, but just say, um, you know, brought some water up to the crew that's trying to save this house up the street. Um, hope everybody is okay. Post it. You know, there's very small things you can do that that you know show that you're helping, but aren't blatantly. I only did this so I could take a picture kind of Absolutely. situation. And I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna build on that a little bit, and then when the family is rebuilding, offer to be a drop-off location for people to drop donations so that this mm -hmm. family isn't feeling like a public spectacle or being put at risk, or that so that people that are yep. donating aren't driving to a strange location, say, hey, you know, we've got room in our storeroom, we're collecting donations, we'll take them all to the family so that they're not overwhelmed in an already overwhelming situation. Um, you know, sometimes just being there and having four square feet on your floor is, is a mm -hmm. great way to help out. Yep, for sure. That's a great tip, Erin. Definitely. Um, and so um, let's hop over and talk about the what not to do's. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> the don't be awful side, right? We so like Aaron and I that nobody is ever awful that we work with. Um, oh. Unfortunately, awful happens, <laughs> right? So Aaron and I were on Twitter this morning, and we sort of saw the same thing at the same time. I think because our our response tweets were fairly close together. Um, <laughs> there's an article on HuffPost today about this training that Ernst and Young, which is like I guess a big investment firm you know, international, um, this training that they had their female employees go through about how to succeed or something like that. I, I couldn't like even read the whole article here. Yeah. How to quote succeed unquote. And it was so much garbage. I can't even imagine having to sit through this thing because it was, it was things like, um, don't ever sit and face a man straight on because he'll feel threatened by you, sit at an angle and cross your legs so he feels less threatened by you. Like what? Sexuality <laughs> scrambles the mind, but you yeah. should look healthy and fit with a good haircut and manicured nails while not being shrill. Oh my God. Okay, I want to look healthy and fit and have a good haircut and manicured nails at all times, but let's be honest, life happens. <laughs> well, and not only These that, less offensive points from this article also. Yeah, you should do that for yourself, not to for some man that you work with. Like, dude, Preach. no. Preach, and, sister. <laughs> I'm sorry. The whole... This one got me a little riled up today. Oh, I was so <laughs> mad earlier. And when we were talking about recording, I'm like, we got to talk about this, Aaron, because this is this is the epitome of how to be awful. Like, yeah, I totally how... thought this was a republish from the 1950s. I mean, it it yeah. was that. It it really, honestly, Carrie and I both have daughters. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like we've come up in a time where we we usually get our voices heard when they need to be heard, but we have battled some of this. Um, but I really, really thought it was going to be better for our girls, and this really, really makes me wonder. You know, if I've just been really fortunate for the most part to work with great men who understand that 
I am not a prop in a meeting that I'm actually there for, you know, my mind and my opinion and the value I bring that has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with how much of my leg or cleavage is showing at the table. Um, This just really ticked me off, Carrie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if I didn't this, convey that already. Like this quote from the article, and it's bolded because it should be. This is a quote from the training manual. This was printed. This is in the manual. Women's brains absorb information like pancake soak up syrup. So it's hard for them to focus, the attendees were told. Men's brains are more like waffles. They're better able to focus because the information collects in each little waffle square. What the hell? Like, <laughs> who who thought that this was a good thing to say to people? I can't. I can't Here's my even... concern, Carrie. It made it through conception. It made it through editing. It made mm-hmm. it through publishing. And then it was sold to Ernst & Young as a viable training. So this bypassed at least seven checkpoints. And this is not a tiny little business. You know, this isn't some yep. local business in a town of 300 people. This is Ernst and Young. I mean, if this is squeaking through there, what uh, what else is yeah. happening in the world? I This just really, really threw me through a just, loop today. I mean, this is a $36.4 billion global accounting firm with almost 300,000 employees. It had to have gone through legal. It had, had to, to have gone through legal. And to get pass through legal like was it just a like a rubber stamp hey let's go because this is like and and in this day and age this training was done in June 2018 I actually I believe it had been done multiple times before that but this particular one that's being reported on was June 2018 and I just can't imagine that Anybody, especially the woman who did the training, yeah, I said woman, woman who did the training, um, did it and thought that anybody would come out of it and say, oh, that was so wonderful. Like, uh, this is Here's the other a- problem. One person reported this and sent this to the media. Mm-hmm. How many people went through this training and felt like they had to sit down and shut up to keep their job? Yep, absolutely. And, you know, classic, classic example of don't be awful. This is awful. Um, I'm not sure there's a, anything that could redeem this. You know, even the other side of the story, I saw there was some quote in here from a woman who had done the training before and said she really appreciated it. Um, it was the most impactful leadership program that she'd had the opportunity to, to, to participate in, they put, but she's an Ernst & Young senior executive. So it's in her best interest to kiss the company's ass in this case right and she's probably a shareholder probably um very probably and so you know if ernst and young trashes she trashes or crashes i guess is the right word so i i just feel like um there's no redeemable way you could spin this to be okay i completely agree and even okay not that any of this is okay But the contradictory information that was published here also throws me. Mm -hmm. It says, don't talk to a man face-to-face because men see that as threatening. But then Mm -hmm. in a communication blunder section, it says failure to establish eye contact will lead you to failure. So what, where, where am I looking? If I can't make eye contact, but I have, you know, there's just so much here that, uh, you know, this is like Uber level mistake and 
I, I don't know. I'm sure they'll come back from it because they've got a lot of money behind them and a lot of people have a stake in this company being successful. But I think this is going to tarnish them for a long time. Yeah. And I think that, you know, what's going to happen is a bunch of people now are going to come forward and say, you know, yeah, I had to do this. Yeah, it was BS. There'll probably be some kind of a suit. They'll settle it. It'll all quietly go away because $36 billion can sweep a lot under the rug, right? Oh, don't forget about the public apology and the donation to a women's foundation. Yeah, because those are all the things that are expected of them. And that is the opposite of doing things for your community because you want to grow your community and all about protecting your own ass, right? Absolutely. Um, Like I said, there's not much redeemable in this. So they are definitely our karma catastrophe for the week because, ugh. Yeah, and even. that that is the best response I can give to this. Ugh. I, yeah, I think it's disgusting. And I, we both actually have a daughter and a son. And mm-hmm. this makes me sad for both of them. You for know, sure, I've because really hard for mm-hmm. both of them to, to grow on their own merits, educationally, use their voices when needed, you know, also know when to sit down. Um, but mm-hmm. But the fact that this is being encouraged on both sides of the table just, I hate to say hurts my feelings because that's kind of perpetuating that feminine emotional quality that we're supposed to swallow down. But I, I just find it repulsive. I, it's awful. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. And, you know, you're right. We do work with some great guys. There are guys in this industry that would that have looked at this and gone, this is disgusting. Um you know, and for sure, there are great guys out there that do great things and, and support women in any role. And, you know, we are all treated as equals because we are equal. And and I do appreciate that for sure. But I think that there's so much, especially in big corporate America, that is swept under the rug. I actually, I'm very excited to read it. I just ordered Ronan Farrow's new book, Catch and Kill. I can't wait to read it because the reviews are insane. Um, and it's about a lot of corporate rug sweeping. <laughs> and and I'm very interested to kind of see see if what in there looks like this. I have a feeling a lot of it's going to look like this. Um, I'm sure it'll, it it'll does. Be interesting. I'm really curious to hear, you know, what you get from that. Because I, one of the reasons that I'm so grateful to have, joined this industry when I did and get the opportunities that I've gotten is because I really feel like what I've earned has been on my merit. And I hate that, that not everyone gets that opportunity. So hopefully we can help, you know, perpetuate that a little bit and encourage locally owned brands and our, our tribe here to see people as people and not as, you know, someone in a skirt versus someone in a tie um, or a waffle versus a pancake. I guess oh that's going to be our, that's a new the worst. Um, <laughs> you know, and really let's, let's work on changing this. This is the kind of stuff mm-hmm. that starts within a local community and then grows as people branch out and join other communities. So I, I think that this is something that we are further behind than I really thought we were. And I knew we were behind, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing a change in this trend. Yeah, for sure. So let's be more Alamo draft house and less Ernst and young, all Absolutely. of us, everyone Kudos in the Alamo entire draft world. Yeah, right? <laughs> Kudos to you. So I think we'll wrap this up. I hope you guys um, enjoyed the topic. We'd love to hear your viewpoints and feedbacks. Please, please, please share it with us. Twitter, Facebook, Insta, 
Um, I believe we'll have we have a YouTube channel as well where this will be uploaded. Um, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, if we, you know, miss the mark, we're not afraid to to hear your your point of view and own it. If we did, we'd love to hear, you know, why you think that. So um, again, thanks for joining us, Aaron. Thanks for the great conversation. Um, happy Friday. <laughs> it'll be Friday when I post this. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. I know I we, we mentioned the Alamo Draft House stuff as being yesterday, and I just flagged on the fact that by the time this publishes, it will have been last weekend. Uh, right. Again, this is podcast number two. We're learning together. So any feedback anybody has for us is absolutely welcomed and appreciated. However, um, constructive that criticism may yeah, be. Please. please, if you if you're not interested, just don't listen that, you know, scroll on by. That's what I tell people on Facebook who have snarky things to say, the keyboard warriors. I'm like, you know, you didn't have to stop and be a jerk. You could have just scrolled on by. Absolutely. We love nice people here. Yeah, for Remember sure. that that definition of karma, folks. What goes yep. around comes around. That's for sure. So create your own karma by being a nice person. <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We will be back next week with another episode of Community Karma Podcast. Have a great one. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe via iTunes, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to sign up for reminders via the website communitykarmapodcast.com. See you next time.